Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, for episode three of Racing with Roman. Joining me, as ever, on shows branded this way, we have a man who's an owner and a horse player, and he's got a lot of opinions about racing, and I'm curious to chat with him about some of the stuff that's been going on here at the Saratoga meeting. He is Larry Roman. Larry, how are you? Thank you, Peter. Uh, hi, Darren. How you doing? Good morning, Larry the Legend. Good morning, Pistol Pete. Yeah. Uh, last night, I had dinner with my friend Ed, who has a gorgeous house here on Lake George. Uh, I walked in the door, and the first thing I heard from his wife, uh, because she knows I love horse racing, is, I'll never go to the racetrack after what happened to mm. um, Maple Mel, uh, Maple Leaf Mel. And, you know, we had a discussion. And, you know, the thing is, in life, there's always tragedies. Uh, I, I remember the Challenger tragedy when we had seven astronauts and I watched that and I was crying after those poor souls died after a minute of flight. But that doesn't stop our space exploration. And I think the thing that people have to realize is our game is about speed. We're not about we're about taking care of the horses. We're about loving the horses and unfortunately, tragedies happen. They're rare, but they happen. And that should not stop people from going to the races or loving these horses. What people have to do is go down to the barns and see how well these horses are taken care of. They see vets every day. They're fed well. They're out there having a great time. And this tragedy is a tragedy. We've seen them before. We will see them with HISA, without HISA. It's just what happens but it's very, very rare and it should not stop uh, people from going to the track and enjoying the beauty of horse racing and the condition these horses are in. So I don't know if you guys have an opinion on it, but I, I do think it needs to be talked about and not swept under the rug. I think it's well said, you know, and I feel like a week on, I, I think it's been very appropriate for people to mourn and, and lean into those, those sad feelings. I think that's part of the healing process, but I think at the end of the day, your attitude is is the correct one and and the reason the game goes on now that other voice you heard there briefly during our hellos you've uh, you've heard him on these airwaves many many times he's got an entire army of fans that turn up whenever he's on our shows he's double d darren delucha darren how are you doing today come on pistol pete how are you come on larry the legend how are you sir <laughs> okay the team is doing all right we have had we, we have a threat of rain in the area today. We've had, you know, we, we had some incidents last weekend. We, it, it's, it's been a rainy summer up here, but I know, Larry, you had some thoughts you also wanted to share about the safety issues with the turf course and what's been going on as, as far as that goes. Um, I mean, is, it, is this just what has to happen when you get the amount of rain we had, or do you think any of these off-the-turf races have been potentially preventable? Well, I, I think that, you know, we had an incident where a horse went down again, unfortunately, on Sunday. And I think it's got to be up to the jockeys. If the course is not safe or if they believe it's not safe, we cannot run on the turf. When the jockeys feel it's safe, they ran yesterday on the turf, uh, albeit there were a lot of scratches, which I didn't understand why. But that has the safety concern always comes first. If the jockeys feel it's safe, then they have to race on the turf. They should race on the turf. We have turf racing because it's the most exciting racing there is. You know, in Europe, I think every race is on the turf. 
but safety comes first. I just didn't understand why, like, after three days when there was no rain, they still was off the turf. I don't know. I, I will say this. I think NYRA, honestly, has done a phenomenal job. I, sit, I was in Saratoga the last two days. It's just so wonderful to be there. But I could do without two horse races where the favorite, where the long shot wins and he pays $4. I could do without that. But, um, you know, with these persons, it's amazing. I go like people, they won't race in a two horse race, but that is what it is. And we'll leave it up to the professionals to make that decision. I sure don't want to be sitting here saying race on the turf and somebody gets injured. Leave it to the jockeys. They know better than anybody about what to do here. I think that's fair, and hopefully we'll get lucky with this weather this afternoon, though. Obviously, these races we're going to talk about, the, the turf races later in the day, they are holding the MTOs for now, so there is a chance. They're clearly expecting some weather to come through and hedging their bets a little bit. So if you guys have thoughts for dirt horses on the turf races we're going to talk about, definitely feel free to uh, to throw them in as well. Shall we dive into this card, gentlemen, starting with our very first race, this two-year-old New York Red Maiden? Yes, I think the, the first race here is a really interesting race. You know, it's the New York bred six furlongs. So you have the favorite there, Tall Paul, uh, a, a son of Frosted for 475000 That's a lot of money for a sire that goes for $10,000. Sure uh, and his first race, you know, Bob Baffert, right? Who's better with two-year-olds than Bob Baffert? And horse goes off at five to two. Gets an easy lead, or you know, he went fast, but he got an easy lead and he got beat two and three quarter lengths. Now he's going to six furlongs, but of course, he's coming from uh, Del Mar and coming into New York, Breads. So it's supposed to be an easier spot. I'm not sure it is. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, so as a favorite, it's not getting my money. Uh, I look outside the eight horse, Quiet Wisdom. Here's just the opposite. Here's a sire for 250000 into mischief, maybe the greatest sire of our time, arguably. And he only goes for 275000 Uh Todd Pletcher. I mean, we all know how great he is. Uh, so that's kind of the horse that I would look to. But who knows more about two-year-olds than Darren, uh, these kind of horses. So... Uh, I also got to throw in the three horse. I mean, he's a $10,000 horse by honor code. His first race, he got beat a head, a neck. Uh, he went five and a half furlongs in the slop at Monmouth. I, I don't love the horse, but is it possible? And I think the same thing with the six horse. Mama's mid, uh, midi. Uh, first race got was left way back. Slow time in the slop, but he came closing. I like midshipman's certainly New York breads. So it's an interesting race. I'm going to go with quiet wisdom, but not, not strongly just because of the connections and the breeding. Go ahead, Darren, take it. Yeah, bring Darren in see what he thinks about this. <clears throat> All right. Loving Larry and Peter pistol. Larry, here's what I'm going to say to you. We used to have a joke in the room in Florida. If you remember this and you used to get mad at me, I used to always say, hi, Paul. Remember? Hi, Paul, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, the I name do. of this horse is Tall Paul. The oh. reason why I always used to say hi, Paul, because my son and nephews, I break their chops all the time. And I know later on they're going to listen. So I'm going to say hi, Paul, but we're going to pick Tall Paul. 
He's related to high Paul. Reason why is Larry. They did pay four seventy five. Baffert's probably the best first out trainer in the world, United States of America, whatever it may be. But Larry, you didn't say this. They did pay four seventy five. The horse did run open company in California. This horse is a New York bred. This is the weakest kind of race you can ask for. Three to five, yes, you are right. It's a little over bet. But Larry, this horse went twenty one forty five, fifty seven and change. It was five and a half. He stretches out a little bit more than three quarters of a mile today. If none of the firsts can win, this is lights out, party over. This is high, pull, pull, pull. Hey, he didn't run five and a half. He ran five. This is six. All right, I made a mistake. I apologize. He went. He's going from five to six. You are correct. I, I apologize. Okay. okay. One, but I one thing I'll say. One thing I'll yeah. say about Tall Paul that I like. Very strong female family with four winners from uh, four to make it to the races. None of them won first out, and they all improved a lot second out. So that is the that's the thing that pushes me over the top. I mean, I understand Larry not wanting to trust this horse at the one to two price he's going to be, but for me, based on that subtler angle as well as the obvious angles, I think I was just going to single in the early pick five and move on. Okay, yes. I'll disagree. I'll disagree because we've seen so many favorites. Yesterday at the track, there's, there's a two-to-five shot who can't lose, and he stopped. I mean, there were so many favorites that lost that looked like this horse. So I'm not saying the horse can't win. I know the horse will be on the lead, but I'm not trusting him. Let's go on okay. to more. And I think you're, you've identified the most likely upsetters there for sure. Let's move a little bit later, da further down the card to a race number four. More action uh, going to be part of this early pick five at Saratoga here today on Saturday. Here we've got uh, three-year-olds. So this is a claim $32,000 claimer restricted to three-year-olds, which I think can sometimes be an interesting angle. And it's also interesting because we're going six and a half, a distance that you know might bring some forward or compromise others. Larry, why did you want to talk about this race? Well, I think this is a race not, not only um, because it is with this six-horse here, this one giant leap who I may be claiming today, depending upon how he looks in the paddock. Uh, but I'm sure there might be others like a Linda Rice is going to look at a horse like this and oh, yeah. some others. So you got two voids in a row. I don't like this whole thing with voided. Uh, it's just so subjective. And, you know, here's a guy, the horse win of 50,000, 83 buyer, 83 buyer wins by four and a quarter lengths. And now they're dropping the horse to 32. And why? Okay, why? Because they think people are looking and say, hey, this could be the horse's last race. Uh, I mean, that's the risk that with all claimers. There's a reason why most horses are in claimers is because they're not 100%. Uh, I just think if this horse is half right, if he's half right, nobody's going to beat this horse. I, I just... I think you have to look at him on the track and look at the condition uh, of the horse. And if it is, if, if he's okay, if he looks fine, I can't You This is the race I would single on if he's okay. Go ahead, Darren. I'm sure you'll disagree. No, I'm not going to disagree. The only thing, the two favorites in the race, one giant leap who's probably going to be like a 10-way shake, Larry. I wish you luck if you can grab him. It is a first-time gelding. I mean, if this horse comes back right, they're not beating him. But He's off since April. There is some probably issues. He had avoided claim twice. Whether you like how they do it, they don't. It's on paper. It's still avoided claim twice. Obviously, this horse has a hole in him somewhere. Um, let's see. 
The other favorite in the race, the other favorite in the race is another horse off a layoff, Commerce Comet, Steve Asmussen, dropping from allowance to open 32. Uh, I'm going to pick Larry, your other trainer in the race, Thundering. Yeah. David Jacobson, the last time this horse was seen for 32 win open. I'm going to take a shot. There's going to be some speed from the rail, dangerous ride. I know the horse you like, one giant leap, will probably be four to five. I'm going to bet against him. I'm going to go Thunderinian. Then I was going to use a long shot on the outside called 10 Cent Town, probably too cheap. But I'm just taking a shot. This race falls apart. And then I'd use one giant leap for my third. So I'm going to go 276, David Jacobson for Larry Roman and the boys. All right. I do like Thunderian because he raced twice on the turf. I don't know why he uh, he's bred for the turf, but uh, before that, his races on dirt were against much better, and he's dropping down. So I think he definitely has a chance. If you don't like one giant leap, go to D- DJ. DJ can get him home. Okay. I was gonna make I was gonna make a little case for Cup in this spot, the five horse. Now I know Ron Moquette not been on a, a great uh, run at Saratoga over the last several years, but this is a horse who I just thought may have gotten good in these last couple of starts, and I thought could potentially have a pace advantage. Just looking at pace figures, I thought might be able to clear from there and might get a little bit ignored because this is a race where you can make cases for so many others. But I do think Larry asked. The key question, which is, you know, probably wise to approach this from, are you with one giant leap or are you against? I'm mildly, I'm mildly leaning against just in the idea of something doesn't feel right with this one running for 32, but could easily run off the screen. We'll see who ends up having the right approach in this fourth race at Saratoga today. And now we're going to move on to some stakes action later in the card in the form of the Saratoga special. Another one of these races where I think you have a big favorite where you just have to answer the question, are you with rhyme schemes or are you against? What do you think, Larry? Uh, that's, you know, it's all these races. What I found at Saratoga, this kind of horse that looks like he can't lose, uh, they, they lose. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so, yeah, he's going to probably be two to five. Why? Well, I mean, his first race, he did nothing. He was six to one. They put the blinkers on. He goes off at eight to one and he runs the race of his life, but he was on the lead, got the lead quickly and just drew off. Now it's a different story. Now it's against better horses. Uh, You know that they're not just going to let him get to the lead. I'm sorry. These jockeys don't do that. Although it looks like he's pretty much lone speed. uh, I don't know what I've seen at Saratoga, a horse bobbles at the start or whatever. I expect somebody to challenge him. The five horse, a tap it out of a not for love mare. They give six hundred and fifty thousand as Smoosin. The horse has one start with Joel Rosario, draws away by three and a half. True, his number was sixty nine versus ninety four. I mean, they gave this horse a ninety four. I don't know. I've just seen too many horses that look as good as this get beat. Uh, I think there's going to be some speed, so I'm going to take Edified. Go ahead. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I think it makes sense. Rhyme Schemes definitely benefited from that prevailing Ellis Park speed bias that day, too. And Edified has shown the ability to pass horses, has a lot to find in terms of figures. But if they go hitting on the front end, could get the right kind of trip. Was there anything else in particular you liked about Edified, or you just like the trip and you don't trust the favorite? Well, I, I think that's 
basically. And I mean, I love the breeding. I love tappets. I mean, yep. we know tappets unbelievable. Six hundred fifty thousand as a yearling. What more would you want out of this horse's first start? Okay, he won for fun. He's greatly bred. They didn't even bet him his first start, which means he wasn't training that great. Now we know what he is. I just, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I think that he's just as good as the six, unless the six gets an easy lead. And I don't think they're just going to let him go to the lead and let Santana win by five. Maybe it'll happen. I wouldn't bet, you know, I wouldn't say he can't, but I, I like prices and I'll go with the, uh, the longest shot. What do you say, Darren? Um, gentlemen, this race, I mean, the, the favorite rhyme schemes come up with a big number. I just don't know if that number you can trust because Ellis Park's like a speed, inside speed highway. So I, I'm not 100% sure 94 is really the right. I mean, I'm not going to question the guy by it, but that number seems a little too high. I mean, the other, like Larry and Pete said, the five, they paid six fifty. Horse ran real well. I don't know if the numbers match up to rhyme schemes, but I'm going to try to beat rhyme schemes. I'm not saying the horse is going to get beat. I'm going to try to beat him with identified. Also, the other horse I was going to use was the three, Woodcourt. It looks like a private purchase for Brandon Walsh. The guy's a pretty good trainer. Obviously, this doesn't have the numbers to match up with the favorite. So I'm going to go five, six, three. I don't know if we could beat Rhymeski's boys, but maybe I'll just take a cold box five, six, and maybe throw the three in for a little, little you know, uh, protection exactly. So five, six, three, over and out. For me, I think Hall is the interesting one. This horse bet to six to five on debut at Belmont. Won that maiden impressively. You know, one horse race. Pletcher brings back in this spot. I feel like on pedigree should be able to get this extra ground going from the five and a half to the six and a half today. And Rhyme Schemes is just supposed to win, but from a paramutual point of view, I think that's a horse that's going to be one to two that should probably be more like even money. And with that in mind, just like you guys interested in taking a shot against, what's funny is we have several different ideas of how to take on. But, hey, if you're betting against one like Rhyme Scheme, you could potentially use all of our alternatives on top in your late picks, and you're going to be able to spread like that because of how much money the big favorite is going to take. Let's go to grade one action in the form of the four-star Dave. Just to switch it up, Larry, let's let the Double D go first here. Uh, do you think Casa Creed is going to confirm that form with Annapolis? Do you think Annapolis can get the better of him? Or do you think one outside the top two might win the grade one at Saratoga this afternoon? Pistol Pete, Larry the legend, this is the best bet of the day, Annapolis. Larry, Go get your pocket ready now. This is a lollipop. You listening to what I'm telling you? Casa Creed will never beat Annapolis today. Last time they met, Luis is kind of blind switched. Irad, Irad was maybe a drop too passive on it. Let him get the jump. Ain't happening today, buddy. Todd Pletcher will win this with Annapolis. Emmanuel's another horse for Todd Pletcher. That has a very good chance. Sits the rail. And also, the other horse in the race is... Casa Creed, you're not getting much here with the three favorites, but I think Annapolis, best bet of the day. Go to the window now and go get your money. <laughs> All right. Well, I, like I love this. the confidence. I love the confidence. I, I mean, I see it as a match between the two. You make a great point about the trips last time. The thing that concerns me a little bit about Annapolis is that I feel like he just hasn't shown the same kind of speed in the last couple of races. 
And that worries me because I, I was just worried he might get out of position again. And Kaza Creed has just proved himself so tough. He's in such good form. I was leaning Kaza Creed over Annapolis in this spot. I might end up in certain late picks, especially if we're beating uh, the big favorite in the previous race, trying to use them both. But uh, yeah, in that battle, I was team Casa Creed and maybe wanting to mix Ice Chocolat in underneath. Larry, break the tie on this one. Who's going to win the four-star day? Well, I mean, it is. I think it's a very tough race uh, for the same three horses. Thing is, I think this horse, My Sea Cottage, is going to, he's got nothing to lose. I think he's going to gun out. So now you're going to have, a, a, you know, it's only one mile. Usually these races, uh, turf races go a mile and an eighth, a mile and a quarter. So he's going to gun out. And you're going to have a little speed out there. And then, you know, coming for home, you have Emmanuel probably saving ground with uh, the brother. Uh, you got a rad who's going to be trying to do what he's – I love Warfront out of Unbridled Song. But, you know, I, I got to go with the horse that one last time was Casa Creed. He proved he was best. Uh, he beat him uh, on the square, in my opinion. And I think the board means a lot. So if you got any horse if, – if Casa Creed is six to five or better, I'm going with him. If he's less, I'm going with uh, Double D, who's pretty sharp. He sees something. So, again, we'll we'll see what happens. Actually, I would say use four, six over one. One of them is going to – the one's going to come in second. That's what I'll say. All right? And I agree with that point. If Casa Creed gets too low, if there's some big gap between them, four to five, eight to five or something, I would totally go Annapolis. I was just guessing they were going to be around the same price. There's definitely been some momentum in the now narrative for uh, Annapolis for all the reasons Double was saying and assuming that's the way they're going to bet it. If they're similar, that's where I like Casa Creed. If they go crazy for Casa Creed, give me Annapolis all day. I totally buy the argument. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out here. Uh, on uh, It's about uh, five, six hours from now. Larry, you'd also mentioned talking about the starter allowance race that goes as race number 10. What attracted you to this one? I'll tell you, you can take out number eight Skylander here. Okay. So, what I find amazing about racing, and, you know, it's like a horse that uh, DJ just came to me to try to buy, a horse that won a 12-5 of 16 claimer in California, wants to pay 100000 for the horse. And I'm going, why? Well, he had a big buyer. That whole bounce theory, uh, which sounds a little crazy, but it seems to work. And then you look at a horse like Mystical Curlin. All right? The horse shows basically nothing all of a sudden okay it's the slop okay but the slop he went a, a 103 buyer wins by 19 now everybody thinks he's the greatest horse in the world and he comes back and he gets beat at uh, three to five i think that's going to happen again i mean i don't think he's going to be three to five but i think he's going to uh come up short and he's going to show that that was just a where did the race come from i don't know I don't know, but it's there. And that's why you can't just look at buyers or figures or whatever. Sometimes these horses are just on fire and they feel good that day and they perform better than they are. I'm going with the horse uh, order of magnitude. Okay. It's my, one of my trainers, Robertino Diodoro. I will be seeing him today to see if he likes him. Uh, but he's by Curlin. He's out of a ghost Zappa mare. He won his last race by seven and a half lengths with a big number, not a crazy number, but a big number. And 
I think you get, you know, he's eight to one. He's eight to one. I think he's got a real good chance. I'm not, I'm, I'm not throwing out the one or the two. Uh, with you got Dutro, you saw what he did in that Grade One race. You never know with Rick what he's going to do. And the two horses going to Billy Mott, well-bred, consistent horse. So my game here is I'm throwing out Mystical Curlin. I'm saying that one race took everything out of him, and he's going to digress in this race. And so I'm going to be boxing the one, two, and three. Darren, what you say you? What do I say me? Well, you said all the right things about the Mystical Curlin. That race, he come up with 103 by. That wasn't the slop. Then next time he comes back, he goes off three to five in the slop again. Um, is he going to get an easy lead? This mile out of the chute is a little tricky distance at Saratoga. You can't figure out with these horses. Sometimes they break from the rail, the outside. So I'm not sure how the break goes. I'm going to take a shot with a little bit of a price maybe. Well, not anymore. Maybe you get like five to one. I'm going to take a shot with the New York bread, Chickabello. This for you, Larry. Nice little Italian dinner, Chickabello. Uh, I know this is a New York bread, but I like this horse made and win. Then come back and run a big number in 88. Uh, I think uh, Trevor will be a little aggressive. He's not going to let the speed get too far away from him. Mystical Chrome probably will be the speed. Then the other horse I was going to pick in the race was Forest City. Billy Mott, this is a private purchase for the Wachtels. That got, those guys are pretty sharp. They, they buy a couple of horses. They probably pointed this horse for Saratoga. I don't know how you get a line in horses from Indiana Downs to Saratoga, but this horse is solid 80, 80, 80 buyers, second, 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 third. So this starter allowance, I'm going to go six, two, and I'll stay with first time. Rick Dutrow coming back to life on the rail. So six two one for Double D and the boys. I I feel like I'm right with you with Chichabello. I feel like this is a horse that's in career form, just has the right kind of progressive profile, and maybe can take a, a step up again. So we're 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 definitely in lockstep on that one, Double. And uh, yeah, that was the last scheduled race we had to talk about on the show. Obviously, we want to get the get it up and uh, out there in the world as possible but just curious if uh, Larry you had any thoughts on anything else happening at Saratoga today or elsewhere in the racing world well uh, I want to talk to you tomorrow tomorrow I have a horse racing that I bought at the sale um, for his name is Candy Tycoon we were able to get a rad on the horse I'm, I'm an old harness racing guy so I don't like the eight post but I do like having a rad and I do like Dave Jacobson as a trainer I think the horse has to go a little bit longer, but Dave's game is he likes to go short his first start, and he likes to go from seven furlongs then to a longer distance. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure yet if you know he's going to put in his best effort. He's certainly training well up to the race. But more importantly to the people listening, we're going to have on tomorrow Daryl Thomas, directly from Saratoga. Any of you who know him, Darren knows him, He's literally a larger-than-life guy. He's got <laughs> tremendous opinions. He he looks a little bit like Larry Holmes, uh, but probably stronger. And he's he can make you laugh. And boy, he's he'll say anything that's on his mind. So I like it. I want everybody who's listening today make sure you listen tomorrow to to Big Daryl. And I guarantee that's the guarantee of the day. 
you will have a lot of fun listening to that tomorrow. Our broadcast will come on at the same time, 1130. Love it. And I've got a quick closing thought for you just because this is an angle. I don't know if you've looked at the race yet, but but one I think, Larry, you'd be very interested in today. Masterpiece down at Colonial Downs in the Arlington Million, making that same – trainer switch from Safi Joseph to, to Rick Dutrow. And this is a horse there's always been a lot of hype around. And I just thought he was a bit interesting because last time uh, was compromised by trying to close into a race with no pace. The million this year looks like there's going to be a lot of pace and uh, be an amazing thing. Amazing training feat if Dutrow, after all those years on the pine, can come back and win grade ones two weekends in a row. Masterpiece in race 10 at Colonial. A closing thought from you, Double, before we get this done. Before we get it done. Well, it's funny you said Masterpiece because my friend Larry knows him from the room and his sweet Frank Aragano owns a piece of Masterpiece. Frank's one of my good friends. He listens to the show. So uh, we just spent we just spent some, spent some time at Saratoga together. So I wish him luck. One other thing I want to say to both of you is in the sixth race today, which we didn't do, I heard a big story. I know Larry the, Larry the legend loves these first-time starters. I did hear from my friend Richard Raven on Larry Ravelli's first time starter, the outside 11. So if you guys want to throw them in your picks, be more than, a, you know, be my guest. And uh, Larry Ravelli, very good first time out trainer, shipping to Saratoga to get the cookies. Get it. And Lauban, certainly a, a sire of, of note. You know, we've lost him now, but a sire of note in these spots. And they didn't book uh, Irad Ortiz for nothing there. So, yeah, Richie's Princess was one of the ones that leapt out to me anyway. Now getting that little push might try to get alive in some pick threes and some other uh, blind pools to Richie's Princess as well. Great stuff, guys. Let's get the show out there in the world for Double D and for Larry. I'm Pistol Pete. <laughs> hey, you win all your photos. <laughs> Good night. Good night.